0: the Soren Sports Podcast. Why don't I turn that down first? <laughs> my name is Braden Wilson, and as always, I am joined by my co-host, Alan Pina, who we're going to call Pina Under the Sea today. And uh, before we get too into it, guys, Alan, how you doing? Uh, I've been pretty good. If I was under the sea, I'd probably be
1: somewhere in Louisiana or Florida, but we could say we're, we're both above see so but I'm doing good. I can play um a lot of stuff has been going on up and up and down other than that it's been pretty good especially now being outside is tremendous so we could say bye bye the winter and hello to to beautiful weather and hopefully this keeps going on for
0: for a couple months hopefully more than a couple months so but I'm doing good I can well, good, and Alan, I can't believe it's April 28th, and, you know, we have tried recording a couple times, just, you know, full transparency here, <laughs> we have tried, you know, recording things, you know, for the past little while, um, mm-hmm. um, due to audio issues and just editing lack of time for editing, we just haven't been able to release anything, but we will be able to get this out here shortly, guys. Um, So yeah, just full disclosure on that. Uh, Audio issues were in our last recording, for whatever reason, Uh, probably just some Wi-Fi connections, because we record through Zoom, zoom, excuse me, we had uh, audio going in and out from both Alan and mine recording, so it was uh, unusable sound, as we say in the news business. (laughs) Yep. I agree with that. All right. And so, you know, first off, we're back. We're excited to be back. Uh, Let's see. Let's find the right sound to do with this. (laughs) That works. (laughs) And, uh, you know, so first things first, last episode released was the NHL Med Season Recap. And, you know, we're sorry it's the last one that you guys have had a chance to listen to, but, hey, you guys have been – listening to it, especially with NHL playoffs, I bet you're listening to it going, let's see how right they were. And, uh, we'll start off with some NHL playoff talk. And uh, first off, it's first round. And uh, it's not, it's going the way everyone predicted it would go. Right? Wrong. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> it is not going the way anyone actually thought it would. Alan, what are some of the, your surprises from this year's NHL playoffs? Well,
1: I think some of the
0: some of the surprises
1: obviously has been the work that Seattle is doing on on your team. I think they they really have shown they can play with anybody, and they're about a win away from pulling this upset. And and I know you don't like me saying that, but well, that's that's part of the show. That's part of the gig. Like the Kraken, they they have really have thrown the punch at Colorado. So this is the opportunity to close it out at home in front of their the crowd, which Seattle's going to be rocking. And they have really proven that. that yeah, it's the first time they ever, but we're not up. We're here to not just make noise. to The first one, hey. We're, we want to go deep, and they want what Colorado wants. I'm not saying, oh, they're going to go win it, but they want what they want. They want that opportunity to lift Lord Stanley in their first playoff, playoff appearance.
0: Right, and you know, I got to hand it to Seattle. They've been playing the Az hard all year. Um, I think a lot of Az fans had this thought of, oh, you know, it's going to be... An easier series, if you will, because, you know, it's against Seattle. It's the first. Maybe the moment will be too big. Um, And, yeah, you can't put all your stock in the regular season. But I knew this was going to be a tougher series. I did not. I thought the ads would have, you know, won it in five. It looks like it could go seven games. I'm holding out hope we win tonight as we record on a Friday. And game six of that series is tonight. But, you know, First off before I get into avs fandom excuses and you know maybe some realistic points here hands off to the Seattle Kraken um, you guys are doing a great job defending the avs getting hitting them hard uh, your guys the Av, the Kraken are always going first and that is really hard to do and it's amazing they're doing it now, let's kind of cover some of the Avs fandom excuses, um, but they're also good points that can lead to maybe what we're seeing. Um, first off, we're without a lot of our depth scoring, and, a lot, and injuries have been hitting us hard all year. We're out without our captain to steer the ship. Um, came out, he wasn't going to return this year. He's probably looking at another surgery. Mike will be coming back next year. Um, One of our major debt scoring pieces that kind of led the way isn't playing right now. Valeri Nutrushkin, um, he's out on leave for personal issues, and that's really been hampering the ABS ever since. Um, and then there was a stupid hit by Kale McCarr that got him suspended. Um, basically, you know the quote from McCarr. I can't say it word for word, but because I don't remember. Um, But the key thing to remember there is he said he wasn't trying to hurt anybody. He just made a misjudgment because, you know, hockey's going like that. It's going really quick. Um, Mm -hmm. And while he, you know, McCann getting hurt was a unfortunate scenario and it wasn't right. Call was made on the ice penalty, penalty interference. Um, I think, you know, point is McCarr didn't necessarily want to injure McCann. It just was a bad hit, bad judgment on his part. And, You know, you got to live with your mistake and your suspension. That being said, Department of Player Safety, really? You're going to suspend him for one game without a history of prior incidents? I mean, this is Cale McCarr we're talking about. He's, like, known as the nicest guy in NHL. He waved off a penalty just earlier this season or last season, you know, because he's that kind of sportsman player. So this was kind of out of characteristics for him and not something I think we'll see again. But also, I'm kind of here for this villain era, if you will. Maybe we'll get a bit of rivalry between Colorado and Seattle. Something that the league kind of needs. We need rivalries in this league again. I, that's what makes it fun. Um, but yeah, so other than injuries, not having that depth scoring in Colorado is really hurting us. We had That's what helped us win the cup. But it's hard to have depth scoring when your captain, who usually is at depth scoring, has been out all year. Um, yeah, we made it to the playoffs. You know, I hope we have what it takes to win the cup still. Um, but it's going to be a lot harder than I think the team was ready for. And the Kraken came out punching. And I honestly, you watch the team, and they just look gassed. When you think about what they had to do to get to the playoffs, they were in a divisional dogfight, right? So when you look at everything they had going for them going in, you know, they just won the cup. Here they are again. There's a reason why back-to-backs in the NHL are really hard to do. And I give credit to Tampa, but they had an easier time going back-to-back than most teams probably will. But give credit to where it's due in Tampa. They just had a bit of an easier time because of the bubble and then kind of an odd year right afterwards. But, hey, you won two Stanley Cups back-to-back, something that's still really hard to do, especially in the COVID era. So kudos to uh, Tampa I wasn't expecting a repeat this year, but I was expecting a better show. And I think uh, we'll see what happens tonight. But I am hoping we at least force a Game 7. And then the ass history in Game 7 is not as good as you would hope.
1: <laughs>
0: well, I'll
1: just I think it's over. I just think it's over. Like, seeing what Seattle is doing, like, you you can't stop that. Look, anytime you a game
0: on the road, the ads right, are about a better road team this year, though. Yeah, so we'll
1: see what happens. But I think it's over. If it's not then great, then Game Seven, then take advantage and, and let's go. But I think, for me, now, and I'm not telling you this because you're an avalanche fan. No, I'm saying based on what I have seen.
0: So right, and, and this sound know. is more for Braden than it is for Allen here. <laughs>
1: Can't handle the truth
0: <laughs> that's more for me right now <laughs>
1: that's true
0: yeah so i would say yeah like it's over tonight in seattle that being said you know it probably helped save the pocket pocketbook a little because i won't have to get new hats new shirts new new flags you know new banners mm-hmm. you know that saves the pocketbook a little bit but the pocketbook okay. still might be hurt as we get into uh nba playoffs here later yeah we'll
1: get to that if- later later today but but yeah also I think other
0: than that it hasn't been too
1: surprising uh what is going on in Toronto and Tampa
0: like that one is a little surprising though for me Alan I think oh really yeah because let me look at the series right now but I honestly thought Tampa would be putting up a bit more of a dogfight than they are it kind of seems last I saw let me look. yeah. So Toronto's leading the series 3-2 right now. So a win tomorrow is a Maple Leaf exit of the first round. And so this has gone six games, which is really good. But also, like, I honestly thought we'd be at a tied series. And we might very well have a tied series. I just think the Leafs are a bit better team than we thought everyone thought they would be. And that's surprising to me. And, you know even when we look at the Bruins with the Panthers, that is a little surprising because I didn't have that being a sweep, but I didn't have it going six games. So there's the Eastern Conference is a little more surprising to me, and honestly, the Islanders, too, I only thought that would go five games. Here we are at six. And this just goes to show, guys, you cannot predict the Stanley Cup playoffs at yeah. all. Yeah, I agree. You can't.
1: Even with Boston, like, my concern was I want to see them get tested in the, regular, in the playoffs because it's it's a different animal, and because in the regular season you don't like when you have a season like they have. There's not a lot of tests or challenges that allow you to grow, and I want to see how they handle this. Like, if they go into a game seven, how will they handle it? You know, like a Boston, another Boston team, that same situation that they they went on a, a breeze in the regular season and then in the playoffs they had to earn it one title and I'm wearing their shirt and we'll talk about them later today but that's what I want to see like can the Bruins get like, find that like basically be tested and so far, I would say, yeah, but not like, oh, for sure. Obviously, Florida went, down. okay, I would say, oh, yes. They're tested now. Let's, let's see how they handle Game 7. And it will be on their home, home ice. But they if they close this up, then great, okay. Now it's the next day. But if they don't, all right, let's see how they're, how they're going to handle Game 7 I that it's in, at home. So... That is what I, I want to see. How Boston handle this. no matter what. This is the opportunity to show, hey, we're the best team, and, and we're going for that Stanley Cup. So that is what I want to see: handle the blue and handle the challenges that are going to happen. So that's that's left to be seen so far.
0: Right, and you know, moving a bit more to the other two series, few series in uh, the West. You know, I don't particularly like the Knights um, for various reasons we've all been heard from me. But the Knights just beat the Jets; they've moved on. Um, our two remaining Western Conference series we haven't talked about are the Stars versus Wild, which we all knew was going to be a dog fight. Um, oh yes. And, and honestly, I think it that the Wild they had a hit where or what against a Stars player. I think it was someone hit Dumba, who was a Stars player. Uh, very, almost not identical to the McCarr situation, but a very late hit into the boards, uh, injured the player. McCarr got a suspension. The Minnesota player didn't. We're not going to go into that, but Department of Player Safety in the NHL is well-known for being, um, how we say, inconsistent.
1: <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. um, NHL DPOS needs to, needs to improve. That being said... It's kind of spurred the stars on, but it's still been a dogfight, and here we are, game six. Stars have a chance to win tonight as well. Um, Oilers versus Kings rematch of last year. Alan, you're a Kings fan. What are you seeing, and what what's that like? And you know, let's put on uh, those uh, they, black and silver they, goggles.
1: Well, they got to learn how to close. Like game four, had they won game four, they would have tried to close it night, or the other night, but. The fact that they had a, they gave up three, four goals after having a three-goal lead, like, it's on the like, subject. I thought they've improved defensively, but doing that, it shows me they're not ready, and hopefully I hope that they force this to game seven, and then from there, anything comes. It seems like every time we they face the Oilers, it's like, oh my goodness, like, that offense that Connor McDavid has, and also Evander King, which and um, uh, Nugent Hoskins, like, those guys, they they just find a way. Like, I'm just like, oh, we found them, and then they come out of nowhere. But what the Kings have to do, like, they gotta take advantage of the power play. Like It seems like every time they had all those opportunities, only one opportunity, and they did well. But with their power play, I think they're, based on what I saw, they're up there as far as, like, one of the top teams when it comes to the power play. So whoever takes advantage of that is going to win that. Hopefully the Kings do it. But I'm like, if it's going to take a miracle for the Kings to pull this off. Because if they do pull this off, okay, it's anybody's ballgame now. But... But how Edmonton came out in game five, they are showing that hey, they they actually wanna move on and, and not just move on, but hey, they were they were one step step away from making it to the Stanley Cup final and who knows if they would have been Tampa Bay,
0: but they wanna get they had to go through the abs, and there was no way they were beating the abs last year.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. I'm saying they've been knocking on the door for several years. The Oilers, and we both know that. So they think this is their opportunity? Well, we're going to find out. The Kings better get it together. And I know Adrian Kemp is going to bring his best. I know Dodd is going to bring his best now that he's there, and I think he needs to show up in this game. Not score. But being all over the place, being engaged, and obviously Copa with his IQ, this is where we're going to need that. So they have a shot, but they're going to play unison and together and take advantage of the scoring. And once they have a lead, big lead, keep it. Don't lag down because we already saw them come back from three goals down. They can do it again in a
0: heartbeat. Right. My only major problem with the Oilers is this. It feels too really similar to last year for me when it comes to the Oilers. Meaning, besides McDavid and Drysidel, I don't think they have much more depth scoring that when those players are off the ice, that Seattle, or not Seattle, Edmonton can do um, anything without them. And we're and I think that's partly why, yeah, the Kings can't close, but the Oilers are struggling with that, and they've been struggling it all year. It seems like they feel like they got some death scoring, and they maybe they do. But honestly, they're probably going to go into the second round facing Vegas, and I don't know if the Edmonton has what it takes to beat Vegas, but then again, I don't think Vegas has what it takes to win the Cup this year either. So it's going to be an interesting to see what happens.
1: Yes, it, it will be. It, it will be interesting. But either way, like, I think, and this is just my guess, I think the winner of this matchup
0: is going to be the representative in the West. Who do you think? Edmonton? I
1: want to say LA. I, I do. Oh. I really want to say LA. But, like I said, if... if If they get past Edmonton, then okay. It's all ethical. They have nothing to lose from there on. True. Because Vegas has something to lose. I don't know about the rest of the team, but I know Vegas has something to lose. And I know Edmonton has a lot to lose. Probably the most to lose than any of the teams in the West, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I think... It, it, this playoff series with Edmonton is going to be interesting, and this playoffs as a whole will be interesting. I don't, I don't think they win the cup. But then again, I thought I was wearing abs and colored goggles before the playoffs, and I had had them win in the cup again this year. Um, if I were to look at it objectively, knowing the abs might not make it this year, looking at who's left in the playoffs, right? I honestly think it's going to be the Bruins winning the cup this year if they make it that far and if they don't it could go I I think it would go to the to the West cuz I don't see anyone in the East other than Boston winning the cup unless Tampa figures it out. I could see Tampa going back and being like, "Hey, we're still a top dog here." You know, Avalanche you, Well, you, they gotta you got to win the cup, but here you go. They got to win They they're not, they got to win to
1: they play win Toronto uh, Tampa. They play tomorrow. Well, they got to win tomorrow to make that conversation. Otherwise, if Toronto wins, I could see Toronto making it. Because once you get the first round, then, like I said, it opens the door. It really does.
0: It really does. And honestly, I could see something very similar to Toronto happening to what I knew would happen to the Avs last year. The first round has been... Um, how you say, a a poison dart to the Toronto Maple Leafs for, gosh, ever, <laughs> it feels like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the, my, the Maple Leafs, also, Alan, they haven't won a cup since the original six era, so they haven't won a cup in Toronto since the 60s. So for someone, for Toronto to... Make it that far. They have to get through Boston. They'd have to get through probably New York or Carolina. Um, but they have to make it that far. Make it through them. But honestly, if they make it through this first round, they'll be playing like the Az last year on a mission, loose as can be. And when you're that loose and you're on in mission, you're you're a dangerous team to play against. Yes. And yes. So, and, and, and that could be what we see. See. Yeah, I agree with that. So, Alan, do we have anything else about the playoffs this year that you want to mention that we haven't mentioned about, yet? As far
1: as the NHL is concerned,
0: really, it's always been unpredictable. This is the, I would say, the
1: second year. No, I'm wrong. The third year that I've watched NHL officially since back in horses and it's been, by uh, Amazing, like you—you you said it. You can't that. And then plus, hey, like there's no such thing as load management in the NBA. Like, like we've seen guys in the playoffs, especially like one guy—I don't know who was it—75 it like 70, 70, seventy some stitches, something like that. Some guy, some player—I can't remember who. I was like, man, I wouldn't play if they put me that much of stitches, but. He did and he still went out there I don't remember who was it, but it was a Charles Barkley mentioned. It. And I was like, Yep. Yeah. I'm like, there's no such thing as load management. I'm like, they played through it and that's why I admire our, our, our the hot I admire hot players because of that. Like like obviously if you can't move okay, that's one thing. But if you can't move and you're hurt, I'll go through it. And it's un it's unpredictable this hockey this hockey playoffs because hey not about who's the most talented but who's the mentally tough. So that's all I want to add to hockey playoffs and and hopefully we'll move on to the next stage.
0: Yeah we'll we'll have to wait and see and we'll cover more about the playoffs as things go on. Yeah. We're we're getting back into our podcasting role here. Um yeah so as we move forward guys let's talk about some NBA basketball playoffs. And uh, you know it's really interesting this year. uh, My team might have a chance to go all the way. We'll talk about that next. (laughs) Yes, we will. So, Alan, let's start off. You mentioned you wanted to talk about Boston first, so let's go there. Let's talk about what's going on in the NBA playoffs, and I'll let you take the lead on this. So, take take the lead. Where do you want to start? You want to start in Boston? You want to start in Denver? Where do you want to start? I'm down for any wet anything you think we should start with. Um honestly, let's just start in the Eastern Conference and we'll work our way that way. All right, sounds good. So I'm gonna start with the team right
1: here. We have to. Because now the Celtics have home court advantage throughout the time And they're playing Philly and if Philadelphia wants a shot, it, it's going to have to be... Because Joel Embiid, like, he's injured, he's going to play on the knee breaks. So, what's it, so, he's not at... And that's not what he's going to on. But this is mostly about James Harden, Tyrese Maxey, and Tobias Harris. Can they catapult Philadelphia? We know what Colin Pete is going to do. He's going to... he That we can count on. But it's the, those perimeter players that Philly has that will make or break. Because Boston, look, you come, they're coming off losing to the, in the NBA finals. They probably would have beaten the Warriors that Steph Curry not go off game four. So they're hungry. They got players that can switch screen switch in today's NBA that's important so I have the self winning it in six but if Philly's perimeter players do not help Doyle and beat and they got cold or they're not or they're
0: inconsistent it'll end in five right honestly <laughs> as much as I, I don't want to pick Boston, Allen, just to spite you in this series because you know how I like to do that. Honestly, yes. I don't think Philadelphia has what it takes to move to the next round, especially going up against Boston. And here's why. Their bench, from everything I've heard NBA talk say, their bench is so inconsistent. Honestly, the Nuggets have been too. But the bench of Philly, once Embiid's off the court, what's going to happen? Yeah. Because the team is not supportive of Embiid enough that you could really say that um, they have what it takes in these playoffs. They need more embiid needs more help. And we you could say that we mentioned that last year with the Nuggets that Jokic needed more help. Uh Nuggets seemed to get that help for Jokic. You know, we're going against the Suns in the second round. We'll get to that later. But for me in Philly, what it comes down to is Embiid's made it all about him and not about the team. And we've he's campaigning for the MVP again this year, Allen, and I think that's what's really going to sway voters against him. He well, might, he's going to win it. He I don't think so. We'll get to that later. But um, yeah. it, it's really interesting to me because he's campaigned for it, And you can argue he really deserves it, but what I think is really going to hurt him is the fact that he kind of has said, I deserve it this year. You know, and I think that's going to hurt him. He's made the Philadelphia 76ers the Embiid show, and I'm not sure how that's going to sit in these playoffs because you you can't make it all about you as a superstar in the playoffs. You need your team, and I don't think it's going to work in Philly.
1: And, and I agree. Like like I said, I think Boston, look, they, they got personnel to deal with Embiid. And and look, if he goes for 50, that's fine. Like, I think the Celtics won't have any problem with him going for 50. When you have other supporting cast go off as well, then you have no shot. But I've seen the Celtics do that before. They've done it. And in, in 2010 was Dwight Howard. So magic, they let him go wild, and the magic, other magic players nothing. So, so yeah, like the Celtics, they'll be fine, and and we're ready, and and we're ready. Like basically, like coming off against Atlanta, they they learned. Hey, you cannot mess around when closing a, a series. So this next round that's going to change.
0: I agree. And Alan, you kind of cut out a little bit there. So um, what were you saying? I kind of missed most of that.
1: (laughs) Okay. Basically what I was saying is, hey, they're going to let, like, if I'm Joe Mazzula, the head coach for the Celtics, hey, if Joel Embiid goes out for 50, just himself, okay, no problem. But we cannot let the others, the James Harden, Tobias Harris, Tyrese Maxey, go wild as well. So if they go with that route, I have no problem with it. But they got to keep the others in check as well, which I believe they will.
0: Yeah, honestly, I think Boston has what it takes to keep Embiid in check and make him do all the work. And you're not going to win a lot of games with Philadelphia if you're one. You're only having one person actually doing anything. Um, but yeah, honestly. I have this going to Boston in five or six games. I don't see it going seven. It could, but I don't see it.
1: Yeah, I don't see it either.
0: And I'm not speaking as a
1: selfish fan. Partly, yes. <laughs> but also, hey, it is what it is. Right? We're just better than Philly. I'm sorry, Philly fans. You,
0: you can hate me. You
1: can't handle the truth.
0: Thank <laughs> you, Jack. Thank you. <laughs> But yeah, so moving on, you know, this is going to be really weird playoffs, guys. Miami somehow beat Milwaukee. I wasn't. I have been following the NHL playoffs more so than NBA, mostly because hockey to me is more entertaining. Um, I do love basketball, but it, it I I have a hard time being able to listen to it or watch it without being knowing a whole lot of the game myself. Um, but anyway. Milwaukee went out of the first round. Alan, what happened? Obviously, we know Giannis has apologized going, hey, this wasn't what we wanted. You know, we obviously, you know, we'll come back next year, so on and so forth. But yeah. what happened in Miami? It's just Jimmy Butler went off. He did. He went off.
1: And and not just that, but also game five, it was more the Bucs handed Miami away. And Miami work for it. So, look, what do we say about the Heat? That they're the what? The the best culture in the NBA. That's why. They know they don't deviate from who they are. We're going to, we don't care who we face. We're going to still be who we are. And and hey, they did what they did. And, and I know because of the time, I wanted to talk about what Giannis said. We'll get to that in the next segment. But what Miami did, they just made down as They made everybody work. and And they did. And they did with a Hero, who I thought, there's no way. Because he helps Jimmy a lot. Well, Jimmy stepped up and everybody else stepped up. So now they moved on and Milwaukee and Florida. And I think for the Bucks. They have to retool their roster. They're one of the oldest teams in the NBA, and I think it's time to retool some of their players. Who? I'm not sure, but I think they have to reconstruct the roster. I'm not saying,
0: oh, they have to destroy
1: everything. No. I would say retool roster.
0: Right. And, you know, even this kind of reminds me of some Avs talking points. Like, to keep your championship window open, you're going to have to retool a little bit. And you have – but don't first you have to assess what went wrong this year with Milwaukee, and honestly, you can't say much if a player just randomly goes off in a series and leads the team to win. Uh, you can look at what you as a team did. Obviously, handing another team a, a victory at in a game doesn't help. You know, well, mm-hmm. that doesn't help at all. But that being said, if you're only, you know, point – of looking at your team and going, Yeah, we should change some things up, but honestly, Butler going off was not something we expected and we couldn't do anything that stopped him. If that's what happened and that's what you your the team looking at it decides is probably there's nothing else they could have done, then you know, so be it. That happens, it's sports. Yeah. Honestly, Alan, before we got about three minutes left and I think we can or four minutes in this part of the, the video here. Are the Knicks better than what I thought they were? Aren't they the Mets of New York of basketball?
1: Well, they surprised a lot. I think that validated that they didn't they did not want, want to do the Donovan Mitchell trade, Really? They didn't want to give up RJ Perry. They didn't want to give up OB Thompson. They didn't want to give up pits in the Depth that they had to Utah. And look what happened. It it worked. Now they're facing Miami, and that's going to be a rivalry right now. Like It was in the rivalry back in the 90s. You can thank Kent Riley for that since he left New York as a coach, a coach and the president of basketball operations in Miami, and it's intertwined. So I think we're going to have ourselves a physical series between these two.
0: I would agree. It, it it's going to be interesting. You know, it's a series no one would have predicted. I think coming out of that, looking at at that, you probably could have the Knicks and the Cavaliers. You could have gone either way, but yeah. the Bucks versus Heat. You had the Buck. Everyone had the Bucks in the second round. If you didn't, you're a Miami fan. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But everyone had the Bucks in the second round. Can you blame yeah. them? Giannis, you know, Holiday. That team is built for winning. Yes. So, and, round two is yeah, a surprise ahead. here. I I don't know which way it'll go. For obviously, I think we have Boston, but I don't know who we'll have coming out of the East to face Boston. I think the only team I am concerned
1: is that I'm like, okay, we gotta bring our best, both to them. But I think Miami the most because they're not afraid of anybody. They've been there before. They know what it takes. They've been in the finals before. And it was the bubble, but hey. They were there. They were in the Eastern Conference finals last year. We beat them in seven. They're not afraid of anything, of anybody. They know who they are and they got the experience as well. So that's only the only team I'm like, okay, we we got to play perfect. And same with X, but the next they they're barely going through that stage. So, but they got players that are ready to play.
0: So, but either way, you got to. Yeah, I agree. You know, looking at the East, honestly, Alan, the 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 team I see coming out of it is Boston. Um, the team coming out of the oh, West, yeah. East is Boston. Based on who's left, it's Boston. Uh, and Alan, you know that pains me to say. <laughs> uh, just just, just it. Like, you
1: know, from the inside of your heart, you love the Celtics, so. It's
0: okay. <laughs> Hey, that's okay. Hey, I am
1: okay. wearing green today. Oh, see, you are. So, so hey, that's a that's the first step. <laughs> so show love. I know you show love, boss. I know I know you have that.
0: <laughs> I know. It's okay. Yeah, but when you have the three time MVP on your team, you know, you can't really go against that. Well that's true, but has got All right. So we're gonna end this. This video call, Alan, we'll just jump right in and start with the Western Conference. I'll get that your way here in a little bit. Yes. And, guys, and playoffs are exciting. You know, you can't beat Stanley Cup playoffs, but, hey, the, the fight for the O'Brien Trophy is going on, and we're going to talk more about that next. Oh, yeah. Stay tuned. All right, Alan, we've been talking about Eastern Conference playoffs, and now let's switch over to the West. Um, honestly, we had the Gentleman Sweep in Denver against Minnesota. Yep. Yes, we did. And You let them win one. That's what a gentleman's sweep is for everyone kind of yeah. newer to sports. <laughs> yes. And honestly, in that loss, the only thing negative I could say about the Nuggets is they just kind of weren't who they are as a team. They kind of lost that focus that they needed.
1: Okay. That may be so. But I think they got back to it, like, like Game Five. It was close because we know, hey, when you're down that like three-one, you don't like you don't want to go out, like, oh, we're we're yielding. Up. You want to still, oh, hey, like if we lose, we lose trying. So I would say they're starting to get their mojo back. But their next series, Braden, and you know this, it's going to be very, really, very intense. I so, uh, uh, sorry, the crew on MB- the crew on TNT would say, "The fun begins."
0: <laughs> this is where the fun begins. Quoting Star Wars here. Um, yeah. You know that being said, Alan, I'll, I'll concede that. But also, sweeping a team in any sport is really hard to do.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, because of what you said, but also, I think Denver might have been taken aback a little bit just by how. Because I, I bet I can tell you. They were expecting a fight from them in that final game, because if not, like, who are you as a team? Like, you expect that. Mm-hmm. But I honestly don't think they were quite ready for that, as how hard as Minnesota came out. But also, there was... Listened to commentators who watched the game, watching some highlights. The Nuggets just seemed off in that game, and I don't... After watching the highlights of them all year, something just was off. And... It's not good if Jokic is scoring more points than anybody else on the team. So.
1: Yeah, but also Jamal Murray, like, he's been going off.
0: Like. Yeah, and he wasn't in that game, and that's what hurt, is the debt scoring, yeah. if you will, wasn't there. And so, you know, the Suns beat the Clippers. Honestly, that was a very similar series to.
1: the. Well, once Kawhi went down, then. There wasn't anything
0: left. <laughs>
1: they're sober, and I think with the Clippers, like. They're they're in a situation where there's even talk about like forcing Kawhi to retire, which that's very interesting, but I can see why. But we're not gonna talk about the first so we'll talk about it yeah, in off season,
0: see what and talk about that. Yeah,
1: in the off season, yes. But as soon as he went down, pretty much Phoenix took control and looks like Phoenix is finding their mojo, their groove again, so so, yeah, like, and as I mentioned, Braden, like, we're talking about Jokic, right? We also got the Suns, DeAndre Ayton from the Bahamas. This is his opportunity. If he wants to be mentioned as one of the top big men in the NBA, here's his chance. Because this series, like, we all, we all know what Kevin Durant's going to do, what Kevin Booker's going to do. We all know what Jokic is going to do and Joel Murray's going to do. But DeAndre Ayton, if... The Suns want to get to that, to the finals, it's up to him. Like, I'm not asking him to go 28 points and 15 rebounds. But if he goes 20 and 13, 14 rebounds, that's good. Then, and and beats Joker, like, makes Joker work, then he will be mentioned as uh, uh, one of the top three big ones. In the nba but this is his opportunity to showcase that hey you know what not only i can guard joker but I'm, I'm better than him
0: so this is his opportunity right there i i agree you know this is this guy this is his chance honestly though watching Jokic play basketball is like watching an artist at work like yeah. a sculptor sculpting like yes. You there's a reason why he was back-to-back MVPs. There's a reason he's going to be back-to-back to back. Um but watching him do his thing, like the nice what's really hard about defending Jokic, Allen, is he's really more of a really tall big man point guard. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> he's yeah. more of a point guard than a center. And I think that might surprise well, what what was the kid's name from the Bahamas you said? Deandre Ayton. Yeah, that's really going to surprise Aiden because I don't think there's a big man in the league that's quite like Jokic. If you're to, to defend him, the key is not to let him get a triple-double. <laughs> that's kind of what you got to do is limit his his uh, passability, but it's really hard to limit him passing because it, he can also score too. Like, he's really well-balanced in that way. So it's going to... Aiden's got a big task on him, and it's going to be interesting to see how he can put up with it. Because from the outside looking in, I don't think it's possible.
1: Yeah, but you never know. Like that's why this is this opportunity and this is this opportunity to continue to prove. Like even if he doesn't win MVP, but at least shows that hey, and he has shown that he can carry the Nuggets and. And yeah, and then also Kevin Durant, like, how are the Nuggets going to deal with that? And Devin Booker, that they're just going to come at you. So
0: It'll that, be a hard series, I will agree. But honestly, yes. the only team that really scares me coming from the West besides Denver is L.A. And we'll talk about that in a, little, in a second as to yes. why. Um, but that being said, I think the Nuggets win this series, hands down. Um, it'll be a challenge. But, honestly, here's the nice thing. We've been talking about Jokic, and rightfully so. I think Phoenix's focus will be so much on Jokic that Jokic can be like, okay, Murray, here's here's your turn. Okay, MPJ, you know, Michael Porter Jr., here's your turn. Yeah. Um, you know, they're, it, it the way Jokic plays is so much like a point guard that, honestly, and that's what makes him such a unique superstar is it's not – about him on the court. It's about his teammates and getting them going. Jamal Murray is already chugging along. As he there was a reason why Bubble Murray is a thing. And Murray Jamal Murray might not like being called Bubble Murray, but we saw him go off there and here he is going off again. You know, Jokic is carrying the scene. He's the captain. He's the leader, rightfully so. Jamal and I would say it's like this for me. If I were to refer them to the Avs a little bit, Jokic is like Landis Gold. He's the leader, he's the straight, he's the one who keeps the ship afloat, steering it, right? And then Jamal Murray's the Nathan McKinnon, right? He's the fiery one that needs maybe a little raining in sometimes, but he's the one that fires up the boys and gets them really going while, you know, the Jokic is just on the hem, steering the ship and keeping sure everyone's pointed forward. And I think we're really seeing that in how this team is playing this year.
1: Yeah, uh, I totally agree. And it's going to go 7, Braden.
0: It's going to go 7. I have it going 6 or 7, but either way, it's. I think the Nuggets come out on top.
1: I don't know who's going to come up on top. I don't know. But I will say this, and I think I told you this off the record,
0: whoever wins this series will represent the West. I agree. On, And I think it's Denver. And the reason being is you look at how they played in the regular season. Denver's never won the number one seed in the Western Conference ever, and they've been around for a while. So Denver's never won the number one seed. They kind of lacked, slacked off at the end. I think they maybe were celebrating that you know historic thing a little too much. Um, can't really blame them, but come on, you got to play. <laughs> you know, once they secured the number one, they kind of they played hard. They did what they needed to do, but you could tell they were kind of relaxing a little bit. And honestly, once playoffs hit, they, they turn that switch on, and they haven't turned it off. I've been telling my dad, who's a Jazz fan, that this feels eerily – the feeling with the Nuggets is eerily similar to the feeling with the Avs last year in their playoff run. Mm-hmm. Now, the only difference is the, they didn't sweep the first round. So this is why I think this game's going six games, Nuggets comes out on top, and it's all because of a gut feeling that this feels like the Az Stanley Cup run last year. And, you know, we, we we if it's different sport, different teams, different styles, different game.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That feeling of what it was last year with the Az is here with the Nuggets for me this year, and I can't explain it.
1: Okay, a gut feeling from a Nuggets fan, and hey, that's <laughs> okay to say that it is. We did this with Boston, with me, so it's okay. But like I said, it's one And Look, Denver. Here's the thing with them: they have felt disrespect. Really, it's been the season of disrespect because everybody thinks, "Oh, Denver number one seed. Uh, don't listen to whoever they plan to the play in or whatever." I'm like, why? Like, just because they've never been there? doesn't mean, hey not gonna have success and and this is the true test right here like their opportunity and, and and phoenix is no slouch either and i'm from arizona and i know what's going on down there so they're they're ready as well and that's what i'm saying and i told several friends of mine in phoenix and i said it's gonna go seven with denver and they've, they've agreed with me because they know what the Nuggets bring, and and one of them thought I was crazy that the winner of that series is going to represent the West, but hey, that's okay, but that's what will happen. I, in, in my eyes, those two teams, whoever wins this series, will represent the West.
0: You know, and this series... Last year, going in the NHL playoffs, right, the Ads versus the Blues, that really was, when you think about it, that really was the Western Conference Finals because of how hard that series was. Because you look at round two for the Oilers, that that was like an easy series comparatively. But for the Ads especially, that was their Western Conference Final. And this will be the same for the Nuggets this year, I think, is they'll make it and then they'll go boom, boom, boom. You know, it, it, but honestly, here's the kicker for me. And we're going to talk about LA and, um, who's playing. They're
1: playing Memphis. And then also the Warriors are playing the Kings.
0: Right. Okay. And so this is where it really makes it interesting for me is I am as a Nuggets fan. I am really worried about the Lakers Whenever the Nuggets make it to the Western Conference Finals, Alan, who do they always play? The Lakers. And who always wins that series? The Lakers. So, I really want the Warriors to face them in the Conference Finals over the Lakers just because I don't want to face the Lakers. Now, that being said, I'd also rather face the Lakers, beat them, and get that monkey off our back. Because if we beat them, have that monkey going off our back, all all gone, um, they're going to play that, knowing that history, they'll play that conference, the finals, with such looseness and such danger that it's going to be really hard to like, I mean, they're already dangerous. You add that looseness of, hey, we finally, as a team, team history, we're here, first time ever, we beat the Lakers to get here, we beat LeBron James, we got here, you know that's going to be a big boost to them in that. That's something that Boston won't probably won't have going in.
1: Oh, we will see about that. Well, we'll, <laughs>
0: well I can I'll feel like your anger I'll, fan coming
1: here. <laughs> hey, we'll see about that. Like first get there, then we can talk. Ah. But hey, and uh, same thing. We'll get first. We'll, we'll both both of our teams have to get there, then we can talk about oh this spark and this all that. But look, but like. Have to close out their series. Their season, their their championship window is now. Like they, they have to close out their series against Memphis, and and really, it, it comes down to Anthony Davis. His play is what's going to carry the Lakers, because Memphis. Look, they're without Stephen Adams, international player New Zealand, and Brandon Clark from Canada. Two big men could help in protecting Jaron Jackson Jr. from getting in foul trouble because Anthony Davis does that. And so how he plays is how the Lakers are going in the season. So if they win tonight, then okay, next stage. But they lose tonight, they're out. They're, they're, they're not going to Memphis and winning it. There's no way. Even though they did it in Game One, but when you have an opportunity to close at home, you close it. So I said the Lakers will win it and we'll move on to the next stage. That's that's what it is, and I don't think the Lakers are not going to falter after how they played in Game Five.
0: So I said the Lakers in six,
1: and they'll move on to the next
0: to the next round. That being said, the Lakers yes. haven't faced the have haven't faced the Grizzlies. On the brink of elimination, and that always brings the next level out of a team. That being stated, yeah, so that's true. we there might be break, little heartbreak in L.A. There also might be heartbreak in Memphis. There's only one way to know for sure, and that'll be play the game. <laughs> yes,
1: yes, and the Lakers, they've, they've, they have rejuvenated, and especially look, their leading scorer is from Japan. Rui Hachimura, and he's provided a boost and I expect him to And look he's been averaging I think 19 a game like and there's been games where he has been the leading scorer so His boost is going to be key as well like if he can give them around that range 19 points or above There's no way the lakers are losing because we've seen him him scoring in double digits it opens up for the lakers to do way more than that they can do so it's to for them tonight it's a winner go home like if they don't win tonight sun by uh, sunday afternoon they're going home and there won't be any games left and at the crypt or for short for crypto.com <laughs>
0: So that is the weirdest is stadium name ever in the history of sports. And I feel sorry for LA fans for having to deal with that.
1: <laughs> well, that's what my wife thinks. Like, she still calls it staple. So it'll, to me, it will still be staple. But,
0: and that's what it is. Ball arena is still the Pepsi Center, whether you want to admit it or not. It's the Pepsi that's Center. That's true.
1: Yeah. But yeah, for the Lakers, this is their season. Like, if they don't win by Sunday afternoon, and 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 Lakers fans agree with me there's some that have told me that we're done, so they gotta win tonight, and they don't have to worry about the Grizzlies
0: again that, until next year. That is true, and you know looking at it, first off we gotta we gotta give this team a round of applause. They've ended their drought. They are back in the playoffs, baby. We got Sacramento in the playoffs. Yes, no one thought they'd make it here. No one. Here they are. Let's celebrate. And no, I do not We're remember not. that day in September with the Kings. So, <laughs> you know, the they are in the, a similar boat to uh, the Grizz. That being, they are on the brink of elimination against the Warriors defending champs. Yes. I think, I think... They might push it to Game 7, but I still think the Warriors win it. I still think the Warriors win it, but the only reason I think it goes to 7, Alan, is because they're on the brink of elimination, and that always brings out another level from a team.
1: Yeah, it it does, but here's the thing with Sacramento. Other than Harrison Barnes and probably Kevin Herter, who else has been in a Game 7? Or like... A brink of elimination, not a lot. And the Warriors, look, they're, like, game five, the, that was the Kings game seven. Had Harrison, no, not game five, game four. Had Harrison Barnes shell, went in. That was all for the Warriors dynasty. That was it. Like, there was no way the Warriors were going to come back and win because that crushed them right there. That would have crushed them. But no. And that kept the Warriors going. There's too much experience there at number four. And that's it. And and obviously with the what the matchup of Draymond Green and the Montesabonis, it's like it's like I'm watching wrestling all over again. <laughs> like these two are going at it and and yeah, Draymond got suspended, but it didn't affect the Warriors a lot. So, I think to me this series is over, and and look, the Monteziponus, like I would say this, he should have gotten some he should, he should have gotten some MVP votes because of what what he did. Like obviously him and De'Aaron Fox, but I think those two will be in the All NBA probably second or third team, which they should. If not, we're gonna have some problems. But the Warriors. They're gonna face the Lakers in the next round. And,
0: and that's going seven, and I don't know who comes out on top.
1: <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. But Anthony Davis, like I said, he dictates how this series goes. But I think the Warriors are closing in San Francisco. The fans there are gonna go crazy. We know we know what they bring, but look, it's over. There's too much experience there. Like there's too much too much experience
0: in that regard. I I concede that though, Alan, but I just I just got to say, the Warriors, they've been there before, yes, but the Kings, you know, they're on the brink of elimination, and that always brings something out of a team that
1: yes, you that don't always, expect.
0: It always it does. does. The Warriors will handle it. I have no doubt. But I still think it goes seven. But the Warriors win the series, no doubt. So.
1: I'll be surprised if they do. I'll be surprised if they take it a seven. Because then from there, it's anybody's ball game. And Sacramento fans are going to go wild if they pull this off. Like, I was nine. I was like, the first time I watched the Kings, I was nine years old. And this was during the Lakers when they won that 3 P And they had Chris Webber. They had. Buddy Divas and Petar Stoyakovic, the two Serbians on that team, they were they were so meticulous. And to be honest, had they beaten the Lakers, they would have won a championship, and we would have considered them one of the greatest teams to to play that we've seen. So, and they want to give back to them for the Kings. But like I said, it's gonna Take a miracle to pull this off because going to San Francisco, it, it's it's tough. It's a tough environment. But if they pull this off, then it's anybody's ball game. And the Warriors have a lot to lose from that point if they don't pull this off. But they will. They they're ready to go, and they're not gonna let the King. They're not gonna give life to the Kings.
0: No, That's I don't sure. think so either. But it is an elimination game, and I just got to go with the fact that it's an elimination game that brings the most out of a team. So um, that's just my gut feeling. And I think, you know, we could keep talking about the playoffs, but until round two really is solidified, there isn't so much more we can talk about, Alan. And so that being said, I think it's time we talk a little bit about uh, the uh, MVP debate that apparently we need to have.
1: <laughs> How many times do we have to do this? This is like the third time.
0: I don't know, Alan, but. Uh, I think so. I don't know why. I think it's the third
1: time that this happens.
0: I think it's because uh, there's something in you that just can't accept the fact that Jokic is the MVP.
1: Well, he's not going to this year. Like, he's not. Like, obviously, if it would have been. Like, Embiid? Giannis? and then joker okay because winning like like now he has a cast that winning they have the the record the best record in the west right there but it's just this and i'm not saying this because hey, like like oh i don't want joker to win no it's not it has to do with that. it's the fact that the voters like and the feeling that i've seen all over the place they say it's a beat. And I have no problem with that. I just wish the timing the of the voting like would have been different, like at a different time. That's what I wish. Like just be like I wish it's like be, like be consistent. Like be like take into account winning. Because winning does matter. You, I, you, uh, any stat in the world, like we can for almost 30 points 15 rebounds 9 10 assists but if we're winning about just 36 games or 40 games then it's like what for like what good does that do you know like I can keep going on and on about this like like you also gotta take in account winning now I'm not saying oh go average 5 points a game but I'm saying like Winning does have an impact. Like, it it does matter. And what what I'm afraid, of, and I'm and I've said this to you, Braden, and I've said this to other people. It's like what I'm afraid of, it's going to become like baseball, where like you got to put up the best stats and it doesn't matter if you win if your team is no good. It's like you also got to take into account winning. So that's why to me I value that. Like you gotta win. I like I like stats. I like numbers, but those numbers have to be winning numbers. And imagine giving an MVP to a to like a guy who plays on a team that won twenty games in the NBA, a won fifty games in Major League Baseball. That wouldn't make sense. Like, come on. Like, yeah, you put up great stats, but but I guess there's some that like stats, and that's all right. But I'm just letting you know. You got to put winning up there as well. Like you gotta take into account everything. Not just one or two things, but everything. And it's just like you're eating like you're eating a taco. Like you can't just die, oh let me take up the meat and just have the beans. You gotta eat the whole thing. That's how MVP voting should be. You gotta look at everything, not just pick and choose
0: like stuff. I can understand that. I mean, and winning does have a point, but what has Embiid won? Like, Jokic has proven 1. more Jokic has proven more winning than Embiid has up to this point. Embiid has I'm never been to an Eastern Conference final. Jokic has. And Jokic, in, in 2020, if it weren't the Lakers year, it could have been the Nuggets' first appearance in a finals. So, that being said, mm-hmm. Alan, to your point... What has Embiid won? He's arguably won more. Jokic has arguably won more than Embiid. Okay, this year alone, Western first, Western Conference first seed. Okay, Embiid did not lead his team to the first seed in in the Eastern Conference. In fact, were they? They weren't. Were they top three? They were top. They were top three. This past.
1: I'm saying, yes. back in 2021. That would have been in beats because failure was just a mess. Like, and in what surprised a lot of people, even though everybody knew how great he was. But boom, got him to the top. See, they had the best record in the NBA. I would, I'm like, hey, that's your MVP right there for the season. But no, and I understand, but I just didn't view it that way. But, but hey, like that's what it is. But, but look, this one, I won't get mad if Joker wins, but last year, that's the one that it really, like, I disagree. And and look, Braden, this has nothing to do with Joker. It has a lot to do with the voters. The voters that I'm like, are they taking into account where his team is at? That's the thing. And it's nothing to do with the player. It's the voters. And you know I'm going to keep saying that. It is the voters, not the players.
0: Yeah, and, you know, I would have agreed that year that Jokic won the first one could have easily gone to Embiid. I just think Jokic had a better year, and I think that's what it came down to was, you know, they're like, okay, Jokic is having a really good year. Embiid is here. And so they had – and the Nuggets did really well that year too. They weren't the first seed, best record, what have you, but they had a phenomenal year that year too. And so what it came down to, I think, was – In 21, Jokic lost Murray, and he had to start carrying the team. And he became that team leader, and I think that's what gave him the edge over Embiid that year is he put the team on his back and put him in the playoffs. He showed he was the winner there, and I think that's what gave him that edge. But that being said, it could have gone either way. That being said, with this year, we're having that year that we thought would have happened a long time ago. And here we are again... And honestly, I don't think Embiid's done enough to edge out Jokic from this position of Probably. MVP. I don't Probably. think he's done enough. And especially because he, he, despite not winning the Larry O'Brien trophy in a finals, unlike Embiid, Jokic has been to a Western Conference final. Yeah. Based off your argument of winning, Embiid shouldn't even be in the, shouldn't, should be top three, not considered winning. Jokic has been proven a winner where it counts more so than Embiid. But it, it's all relevant. I I think Jokic wins it this year. I'm not going to guarantee it, but I think it's his. He's the odds-on favorite to win it this year for and a if reason. If they
1: give it to Embiid. How would you react? I'm I'm curious
0: to know that. Honestly, I think I think he deserves one eventually. And if it's this if this is one he gets kudos to him I just don't like the fact that he feels the need to campaign campaign for the trophy. He's made it all about him argument. and I don't like that. If that. I were the voter, I'd be like you lost my vote the minute you said I deserve the trophy because to me that's not an MVP.
1: Like if you want to campaign,
0: play like yeah. Like that's how you campaign. Show me you deserve it, don't just tell me. And and be he can say it because he's backed up some of the words, but he's still campaigning for it, and that just irks me. I don't like it.
1: <laughs> I get that, yes, but look, if he does win it, then great. But I just wish he would have won it in twenty one. I, like, I said, I hope you
0: remember. <laughs> but, I, I do, and yeah, I said that, and I was disappointed to keep
1: them up. What he did, and then dealing with the shenanigans of Ben Simmons, like how he dealt with that, like that's unbelievable. And it shows, hey, you build around and beat, him, not Ben Simmons. So, like that was just like I couldn't ask for someone that, hey, how to deal with that, and he did it well. And he showed leadership right there, like because not a lot of the other people think Embiid is that. But after seeing that, in my opinion, to me, it was like okay. I can trust that guy to lead my team. Right? I agree. absolutely. Okay. My only so, issue
0: is, and I think also why he didn't win it that year, despite everything, was also, you know, on the court he did good. It was all of this stuff off the court with that situation that I think edged him out of winning it that year as well. Like, he didn't handle that with how you would expect a team leader to handle it off the court. On the court, it appeared he was doing great. Off the court, the way he handled that, some of the things he said about that situation – Weren't probably the best to say, and I think that's part of what lost him that vote,
1: yeah. But to me, I would be like, No, I don't care. He handled, he said what he said about him that hey, like he's not someone to trust and build around. I would have taken that as a grain of salt that hey, you still got my vote. Like, if you were have, t- if I would have been, an MVP, I would have still voted that year, boom, he's still my MVP. Doesn't matter, like, that's what a leader should do if he sees a problem and he and he's tried fixing it and nothing then hey you got to do what you got to do
0: i agree and i think that is what lost him the the one the mvp that year is just how off the court that situation was handled you know i there but that but he he's a great player that being said obviously i'm going to pick jokic over embiid because of my fandom here but mm-hmm. he is a great pa- player and honestly Jokic doesn't care about the MVP as much as, you know, the fan reporters and everything else. Jokic doesn't really care about the MVP, so I'm just going to go with that. Like, if he wins it, great. If not, so be yeah. it. Yeah, so be it. You know, and with the last little bit we have left, Alan, do we want to mention some baseball stuff, or should we just start wrapping up?
1: call I'm wrapping up uh, some baseball stuff. Obviously that it's going on, and and pretty much, Tampa Bay is killing it so far. And we'll see how long they can keep this up. But knowing who they are, I think they're going to keep it.
0: I agree. I think, you know, next week, guys, we'll go more in-depth about the baseball top debate topic. Um, Alan, let's start wrapping up here. Um, yes, let's start wrapping up. And really, it's been
1: a great segment. It's great to be back on Soren Sports after a few weeks of not recording stuff going on. But it's great, and it's the perfect timing as the playoffs are, 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 are still going. We'll bring that coverage as well, step by step. And also, if you missed any of our episodes, we're there. Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to, we're there 24-7. And as I always say, we're not there reality but in those podcasts where you can listen to your podcast where they're 24 7 no
0: matter where in the world you are we are there i agree couldn't say it better right. myself and guys you know we it's hard when you have to when both we both have full-time jobs you know we we're trying to do what we can uh with this as well we're not stopping the podcast um we're going to create keep creating but we need your help to uh, spread the word that this is a good place for your sports coverage and learning more about your favorite stars from anywhere in the world. So remember, Pineapple22 Media, anywhere on social media, you can find us. Uh, you can find us on anywhere you get your podcast. Please help us grow. Leave us a five star rating anywhere. We don't ask for that very often. Please do. Go to our YouTube channel, re watch some of our old stuff. You know, we're going to have some videos coming out soon, so watch those uh just hope use us for uh, your sports content <laughs> you know listen give us a chance we're we're improving a lot more every time we record and every time we're trying to smooth this thing out the best we can um and guys we love doing this so help us do what we love yeah and keep keep being positive going to set it better myself and guys we're just going to ride this out we'll wait for it to boom up again it's going to happen here in a little bit and here we go we'll just ride it out